Hey everybody, welcome to the Ask LFC Podcast. My name is Harrison, Worship Arts Director at Lake Forest Huntersville. Hey, this is Mike Moses, lead pastor of that same church that Harrison is a part of. <laughs> uh, today, our main subject of the podcast is we're going to look ahead at our diet of God's Word in the sermon series in 2024, the first half of 24. And I'm, most importantly, we would like for you to be aware of and anticipating our emphasis in the first three months of 2024. So we're going to go there. But before that, uh, let's just uh, recap just a little bit of this series, Advent Conspiracy, that we're in. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, just last night, we had our Blue Christmas uh, worship service. Harrison, uh, what was that like l- leading from the front yeah. of, for people to, uh, my, my intro was a quote from an author who said to be fully human is every day to worship God and to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were, we were helping folks do that. Yeah. It's one of the most, um, there, there are sometimes, um, Mike, for you and I and our staff here, what we get to do, I think, is um, it's just really special knowing that um, folks are letting us partner with them through some of their most difficult seasons Mm -hmm. and helping um, to bring the real, practical, tangible reality of the gospel even into the hardest situations. So last night for Blue Christmas was uh, an amazing service, um, not, you know, blowing out the doors full of people because it's not for everybody, but the Mm -hmm. people that, uh, it was for, um, were just fully tracking with us. It was, it's, a if you've never participated in it before, um, it's just a service full of, uh, acknowledging and recognizing the pain of the season for some folks and really trying to speak, um, to speak truth into that and knowing that um, God's promise he's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's not left us behind. But it's cool because even in the middle of this service, uh, we we read some of the Psalms uh, that are just putting a voice to that of that God, worship why, and grieve. Mm-hmm, that's why. Why have you why have you forsaken me? Because there's times where we feel forsaken and <clears throat> even on. Uh, the cross, we see Jesus in his separation from God, feeling that that pain of separation. And so we we're just acknowledging that it's it's OK to be there and it's OK to grieve. And there are ways to grieve that invite God into the process of your grief that that um, the one of the one of the best things about uh, what God does in our lives is that that. Uh, Nothing has to be wasted. No pain has to be wasted. And this service is the is just the best example of that. It's a bunch of people that are that are hurting, and they're they're saying, um, "God, come alongside me in this and show me show me what I need to see in the middle of all that." So beautiful stuff, and I'm very glad to be able to be a part of it. I enjoyed uh, standing out front and just welcoming people as they came in. I don't do that on Sunday morning. I wasn't speaking last night. You'll never see me greeting on your way in on Sunday mornings because when I'm uh, preaching, I'm freaking out uh, in a Holy Spirit-filled way. Hopefully, I take it very seriously, and and just the way that I am, I can't really hang around and talk uh, before I have that to deliver. Plus, if I stood outside, it would make uh, most of you even later than you already are. So, 
Uh, that's why I don't stand on Sunday mornings. Uh, but I really enjoyed that last night, and and I welcomed a lot of people with hugs because it, Harrison, it felt like a procession mm-hmm. of people uh, for whom I've partnered with them in a f- the funeral of a loved one yeah. sometime in the last several years. And so that was really precious. And then to just bless them and say, I hope the Lord meets you here tonight. So yeah. thank you for leading that. My goodness, and then the two nights before that, mm-hmm. you were leading a bilingual worship event with the toy store, Lake Forest Huntersville and El Buen Samaritano. The highlight of the worship service, I was at the first one Sunday night, for me, were the El Buen Samaritano, our sister church in Huntington Green, their kids' choir. They had a ton of boys and girls. They were in matching winter sweaters. And they, they sang the heck out of that song. It was awesome. I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea what they were singing, but it was a jam it said the word burrito in it. It said tuki 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 tuki. I looked up. Okay, I pulled out uh, Google Translate. Yeah. For what is tuki? T U K I, and it translated as tuki. Like evidently, it's some. I don't know a colloquialism. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like a slang, a formal kinda. name. That's funny. And coupled with the word burrito, I. <laughs> we need to ask Pactor. Okay, y'all. We will come back to you in a future edition next week, Harrison. Mm-hmm. You're done. Well, you take responsibility I got for it. asking Pastor. Uh, I'm gonna figure out what in the world that song was about. Pastor yes. Leal, what what did Tuki Burrito mean? But it was awesome in the children's worship <laughs> choir song. But they were great. It was awesome. Um, it was a neat event. Uh, the toy store. We we will recap that this Sunday morning uh, mm-hmm. in worship, just to be report back to the congregation because the congregation invests so many dollars, mm-hmm. volunteer hours. And just love and care to our El Buen Samaritano Church. My here's my favorite thing about the toy store this year and the worship service. Harrison is this was a joint mission project of our ministry partners and El Buen Samaritano ministry partners. Mm-hmm. This was not Lake Forest Huntersville doing a ministry to or for our sister church El Buen. This was our sister church ministry partners and us ministering together so they're living out the reason victor named their church he asked do i have to call it lake forest and we allowed him to name it what he wanted to and it was el buen samaritano so that the the christians in the huntington green the immigrant community would see themselves not only as the recipient of the assistance of the good samaritan in jesus parable but they would see themselves i am the good samaritan we are those who because of Christ in us, love our neighbor as ourself. And so watching our ministry partners of our two churches do that together was really sweet. And that was, that was the really beautiful part <clears throat> about Sunday and Monday night in that worship service part was um, just a little little glimpse of heaven when you get a chance to yeah. especially Yeah, it was worship. bilingual fully on yeah. the screen and oh, in yeah. the congregation. Yeah, when you get to really worship um, even cross-culturally like that, and it's us both, uh, you know, coming out of comfort zones a little bit and all just being in there together. We literally gave instructions we had for every line in English. The Spanish line was right with it. And we basically just gave instructions and said, Hey, we're going to sing a little bit in both languages, but we have everything up there and whatever you feel comfortable in, sing that. And their worship singers are fully bilingual. Mm -hmm. They're 
because they're smarter than you and me. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, and so they, they could do both. Well, yeah. so great. praise God and Tukey mm-hmm. Burrito. That's right. Tukey, Tukey, Tukey. I assume I didn't just swear because it was on our screen and, and their children sang it. We'll, we'll, we'll report back to you, <laughs> Ask LFC podcast listeners, yeah. on what Tukey Burrito means in a children's Christmas song. We're next gonna, week we're gonna find out we're gonna find <laughs> out well um <clears throat> mike we commented on this before but one of one of my favorite things about where we are as a church especially right now is that we are um we are a family of churches we get mm-hmm. an opportunity to partner together uh not just in stuff like that but in every sunday to sunday ministry of where uh, what word of God do the people of God need to yeah, hear? We're and preaching the same series. Uh, El Buen Samaritano and U City and Westlake are all doing Advent Conspiracy. Which I'd like to throw out as a side note, the way that, um, Mike, that we do it here, I just think is so cool and unique in um, the the same uh, territory of Scripture and the same principles we're living in, but the way that you guys have, as lead pastors have set it up that... <clears throat> Every one of those churches, it, if you went to U-City uh, and then to Huntersville in the same morning, it's the same sermon series, you're, you're going to get the, the same principles and ideas, but it, it may be called something a little different. It might look mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah. It probably, 99% sure it probably will, especially yeah. with Terrell. But yeah. that's the beauty of, I think, the beauty of the way uh, that this lives out in real time is it's not you guys saying like, it's going to be called this. You're going to preach it like this. We're going to use this scripture. We're going to go this direction. It's like the the heart. The heart is there in all of it, and I love that. So I'm I'm all that to say. I love how we're doing it, and I'm excited for where we're about mm-hmm. to head into the beginning of this next year. Yeah, we're we're enjoying the Advent Conspiracy series. Started with um, worship fully with Andrew preached that, and then I uh, taught uh, spend less. This Sunday I'll taught teach uh, give more. And then we'll finish with love all, and then we'll head into Christmas Eve. And we appreciated um, all of you ministry partners taking the content seriously for the month of December and how we practice Christmas. Uh, our community group met last night, and we did the sermon discussion questions. And Andrew's initial sermon in this series was quoted more often than mine just this past Sunday, even though it was fresher in people's minds. So that speaks well of the continuity <laughs> Well, between well, us, I'll throw out as a thank you, Mike. We got to uh, attend on Sunday with <clears throat> my oldest two, my oldest two boys, and I was just sitting there like, I am glad they're hearing this one because this is like uh, paint a little paint a little welcome. picture of uh, of of an approach to this that doesn't look like having to beat everybody else by how many amazing, insane presents <laughs> that you get. So I appreciate it as a parent. We had a great discussion at Community Group last night around this Word of God and, and the teaching from John the Baptist. And I've, I've had uh, interactions with some of you ministry partners. Uh, one person in particular went home and was like, dude, my thing is coats. John the Baptist said if you have two and some other people don't, you give one. Yeah. And so literally this ministry partner is giving away m- more than one coat. Hmm. Had uh, a lot of coats. I, it was awesome. a male who told me the number. It was a high number of coats. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated the literality. I think John the Baptist is a very literal preacher. Anything that he preached was meant to not be taken metaphorically. Let me think about metaphorically how that might apply to my feelings 
right? He's, He's like, like, no, do this. <laughs> <laughs> do this. Yeah. And I just lo- – I was so encouraged. I came home and told Angie. Somebody just went and did that. Uh, another uh, – there's a couple um, who had a conversation after the sermon this week. I, I, I just – I appreciate any evidence of folks who bring a teachable spirit mm. Uh, to what Word of God is preached, not what necessarily I say. I, uh, you know, I don't know how to separate all that out. But this couple said, oh, my gosh, we've fallen into the trap of too much house. Mm-hmm. And they are. They decided, I mean, they said God's calling us to downsize our house. That was coming right out of worship. So um, just I don't know what that teachability factor means for you and me and, and our listeners, but— um, the word of God, uh, so John the Baptist's word was repent, right? Uh, that's the gospel writer's summary of John's preaching. And then John himself starts with the word repent. And we, uh, I broke that down as a change in thinking and living. And so, uh, you know, as we go through the rest of the series, um, let's, let's each be thoughtful. Angie and I have two different ways we are changing how we are doing Christmas so I don't know what that will be for you all and I told you one of them Sunday I, we bought a half sized Christmas tree and I think about it every time I look at it <laughs> the pain the pain well I it, with that Mike to just to tra- <clears throat> transition us forward I just want to throw out at the end of the series we have our Christmas Eve services coming up and um, I'm as I'm as excited about uh, what's going to happen for our Christmas Eve services for this year as I have been in a while. Good. Super. We were talking after the meeting yesterday. We were like, I think we had some pretty cool stuff. This is going to be a good one. We have Great. We have a, a, a musical moment that's uh, going to be awesome to start the service. It's going to be totally different. So I just ask you again uh, to please, if you're listening to this, you're a Lake Forest person, probably – or some super random person, you're super confused about everything we're talking about. But assuming you're not that, um, this is just the best time to invite that one more person because we uh, we we really try to and work hard at bringing our best stuff <clears throat> so that um, we're just making it so easy to understand uh, the gospel, make it uh, make it winsome to use a word I learned yes. from you, Mike. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we're we're super word. excited for that. Cool. Well, so we'll we'll um, have Christmas Eve. I'm looking forward to that as well. As I said, Sunday, I already have written my cat joke. Or Aaron Gibson and I together have written our cat joke. It That's will good. be the same cat joke at Westlake and Huntersville, all of our services. Um, and it's not even a joke, Harrison. It is a factoid. It, like, okay. cats are data-driven inferior to dogs. <laughs> And people's behavior proves that this is this is a factoid that proves the inferiority of cats to dogs as human pets. I'm just I'm previewing that. I'm glad we're gonna have that continuity really between us and Westlake. Also, that's an important mm-hmm. point to make sure both. I mean, it's part of the get. unity of our churches: <laughs> Your mission, vision, values, yeah. and bagging on cats. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's important I, stuff. I don't even know why that is. <laughs> um, so, uh, in the new year. We're going to uh, – let me lay out our sermon series. Mm-hmm. Harrison, should I just lay them out through the summer Let's first and we come back on the emphasis of the January series? Or would it be best to focus on January, February because we're starting with a one-two punch that go together? 
Should we just focus there and then yeah. just give a quick preview of the rest? Let, what do you think? Let, let's do that because I think we really we're we're really excited about where we're going in January and February, and it's a little bit a little bit different. And okay. um, so I'd say let's let's lean in. Uh, so to begin with, Mike, um, uh, this series that we're going to begin in the in the first part of 2024. Um, this, this is something that, uh, is, is based around an existing idea that especially you and Aaron have had, Aaron Gibson have had some interaction with, right? Mm-hmm. Out of England, right? Out of England, right. out of, uh, one of the signature global leading churches, certainly a leading church and it's in the, in Great Britain and it's known globally, but one of the, the three churches that influenced me a couple of years ago and going, why are they so fruitful? And seeing people come to Christ in, in one case, in in a pre uh, a post Christian society, the UK. In another case, a uh, a non Christian Muslim majority country, and in another case, anyway, three different cases. And uh, if you recall. Um, I discovered in these three churches uh, this this inordinate emphasis on the person, work, and ministry of the Holy Spirit without being a charismatic church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, to quote a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> um, and one of those churches was Holy Trinity Brompton in London. Angie and I had the privilege to worship there. So I came back from being in London for various reasons and triangulating these three churches with an emphasis on the Holy Spirit, wanting to learn from Holy Trinity Brompton. And I have been. Uh, and our emphases on the Holy Spirit the last year and a half have borne some a lot of fruit here and in my own life, and, and we will continue with that. At the same time, Westlake Church, our, our Westlake sister church, moved into a new building and has exploded with people. They are now pressing a thousand in attendance weekly uh, on Sundays, which is awesome. So we're a family of churches at the moment, anchored by two larger churches uh, who are very simpatico. And Aaron is is thinking not, "Hey, great, this is awesome. Let's chill now." He's thinking, "Well, now we have even more raw material to reach people who don't know Christ." Mm-hmm. So many people need to know the love of God through Jesus. And, and by the way, God's not apparently not going to stop moving in new people. A half to two-thirds of them will be unchurched into their part of Lake Norman for the next 20, 30, 50 years, which, by the way, is true on our side of Lake Norman as well, the Huntersville, Cornelius Davidson side and North Charlotte. So Aaron's like, how do we, how do we set ourselves up? We talk about one more person. Oh, really well, uh, and our ministry partners, you guys take that very seriously, and most people kind of know who their one more person is in their life who's given up on church but not on God, who we're going to prefer in love and friendship. Aaron started thinking, how can we take that further and give our ministry partners, it's great, you can prefer them, in, oh, you're one more person in friendship. It's great you can invite them to church when they might be ready for a spiritual environment like that. But there's the, a big gap in between there. Um, and so Aaron brought to me and all of our other pastors, hey, there's this church in London called Holy Trinity Brompton. Do you, have you ever heard of it? And I'm kind of nodding my head. Yeah, kind of have. Um, uh, 
And he's like, they're known globally for this ministry called Alpha. And had you heard of it, Harrison, before? Nope. You you had not. I never heard of Alpha. Nope. Really? Okay. Well, they're known by some people other than Harrison Gilman, (laughs) who are in professional ministry, for this ministry called Alpha that was pioneered in the 80s, flourished in the UK and Europe, uh, and then into the United States in the in the 90s and and globally in protestant and catholic circles in this uh century alpha is a um w- would you like to ask me what alpha is what is alpha <laughs> it is a uh <clears throat> i'm going to get the number wrong it's a 6 week um investigative uh dinner party Hmm. Um, it's not really a dinner party, but it, it's it's you uh, designed for people who are not yet Christians but have questions to be brought by a Christian friend into not church but a non-threatening dinner environment where questions about meaning in life and spirituality and the Christian faith are explored in a non-threatening non-judgmental non-coercive environment and uh over time the content has become very solidified it's an environment where you ask questions so um no it's eight weeks uh and in the middle of that is a uh, an overnight uh retreat experience called the holy spirit encounter y'all um, this has been a primary means that the Lord has brought millions literally to the Christian faith for the last several decades in a way that's below the waterline for many American Protestant Christians like us haven't heard of it very much. But the, the you know how, I don't know what industry our listeners are in, but whatever industry you're in, uh, and this includes church, the church world, Harrison. If you don't pay attention to people in your industry who are seeing results, <laughs> and you learn from that, and you like, oh, McDonald's, you know, s- s- uh, put mm. something, you know, two pickles on their sandwich. Maybe we should do that. Yep. Whatever. Um, so Aaron says, hey, if we had another an option for our ministry partners who love their one more person, say, take this seriously, to invite them to a, a, an environment where you can bring your questions, you can discuss it openly. They have a, a format, Harrison, that is, makes this so um, non, uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, so accepting uh, and non-talk-down-to-you-ish. So you can either have someone give a talk that's kind of predetermined on the eight main questions that are addressed, and then there's discussion over a meal, uh, or you show a video produced by the London Church. And again, I've heard um, Catholic bishops give testimony of people who were already in their parishes becoming Christians, and uh, uh, and those who've been baptized as infants coming back to the church through the Alpha process. So. We're re- so we are going to so now Aaron and I and our pastor team saw this confluence of Holy Spirit influence 
out of Holy Trinity Brompton's ministry and, and many influenced by them and, and their methodology and an evangelistic fruitfulness through the Alpha program. And so we're going to, more than experiment with it, we're going to go all in on the Alpha program as our beginning of year sermon series followed up by our first offering of Alpha groups starting in March. I am excited for all of this, and the Sunday morning piece of it especially, Mike, is those eight questions that you're talking about. We are turning that specifically even into Sunday morning content. It's not all just about the the Alpha courses and the things that are happening outside of Sunday. We're going to actually go through the Alpha mm -hmm. content every Sunday morning in January and February. That's right. That's right. We're digging into all of it, and we even... uh, Mike rejected my name change. I want to throw back to England and call it Jesus is Jolly Good, but Mike said we shouldn't do that. We should stick with <laughs> Alpha Chorus, which is great. But we're 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 really excited uh, about all of this. And again, just keeping with the the, the theme of what we already brought up with <clears throat> with Christmas Eve. Um, a lot of times, as we're looking at our our calendar for a year, um, we're we're really looking at kind of post Christmas and post Easter to say like, man, if we were really going to like specifically slot something that we think would be hypothetically, you invite your one more person to Christmas Eve and they're like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. What are, didn't suck. What are, what are we going to like? Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do if they come back at the beginning of January and they say, all right, now what, what, what's next? And this, as much as anything we've done in a January feels like, just a layup for um, helping folks near near in a relationship with God or folks who are just spiritual explorers just kicking the tires on things it just it's gonna paint such a cool comprehensive picture of we realize we've never had that half step here um, and sometimes you for some people, their interest, an alpha course on the campus of a church feels like a good half step for them. Mm-hmm. Others uh, will will prefer to go to an alpha course that's off-site uh, somewhere, not on a church campus. We're going to be offering both as we ramp up the alpha meeting, the alpha program starting in March. But we're calling the January series um, Everyone Has Questions, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to just look at the, they've uh, over decades they've honed in on what are people's primary questions about spirituality in general, but pretty quickly moving to what, but yeah, Jesus like you, he's unassailable, but but I don't know about church, so these are now my questions about what could be true here. So we'll go we'll turn that into Sunday morning content, and I'm looking forward to that for all of us. Uh, and then it'll move toward all of us really engaging and, and considering who you can't come to the Alpha program unless you have a friend with you. Um, so it's not just for church people to show up and go, I want to learn more about my questions, how to answer it for other people. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be part of what our Sunday mornings are about. But in the context, uh, and so here's what I like about this. In an evangelistic context, the Alpha program, the Holy Spirit is introduced at the beginning of the Christian journey. It's not like a something you mature into later. And this is a helpful corrective for me and our church that I'm excited about uh, as I continue my journey to, to have a fully Trinitarian uh, teaching of God's Word 
um, as well as discipleship here at Lake Forest. So that's where we're going to start the year is uh, everyone has questions January and February. In March, uh, we'll, we'll take our journey toward Easter with a series uh, that we're calling Take Your Shoes, tentatively calling Take Your Shoes Off. Yeah, that's a Terrell title and we we love it so far sometimes these things change when we get close but take your shoes off just in in uh referencing uh you see in especially in the old testament as people have these like direct face-to-face uh tangible encounters with god um you've you heard the phrase holy ground this is holy ground moses and the burning mm -hmm. bush isaiah's call in the temple when uh, he says, uh, I, uh, I, Elijah in the cave, the holy of holies. It, it'll be human encounter with the holiness of God. It'll be about reverence, proper reverence. We can err too far the other way in irreverence. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. In March, after Easter, we will do a book study on First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call that From Holiness to Hope, uh, in part. First Thessalonians talks about everyday Christian living, but in light of the the eschaton, the end of all things, and the return of Christ. So we'll we'll look at end times in that series, but we'll just trip straight through First Thessalonians, and then we've already settled on our next summer series. We'll be um, uh, we're calling it only Jesus, the Book of Hebrews. So we'll teach through Hebrews, especially the first two thirds of Hebrews. I've taught on the the last bit of Hebrews on faith, um, quite a bit. But the first part of Hebrews is really fascinating stuff on Jesus as mm-hmm. our high priest. And so, uh, yeah, so we'll ask questions, and we'll get into different Bible texts each week in January, February. And then holiness and reverence of God in March. And then two straight uh, uh, studies of books of the Bible. So looking forward to all that in 2024. That'll hopefully be a balanced biblical diet in the first half of the year. Yep, and that's another thing we like to think about. We love just taking some time from time to time to just go through a book so it it's not like, you know, we would hope you'd never think this about us, but we're not just making up stuff or just throwing things together. There's sometimes where we just want to just go straight through something and be like, hey, here's what Paul had to say about this. <laughs> we're just going to just go piece by yeah. piece and, and take a look at it. So we're, um, I, I love what we, um, what we get to do from, <clears throat> from Sunday to Sunday around here, Mike, and just helping people grow in their fullness of understanding mm-hmm. of God's word and what it means to worship together. Uh, excited for the, the holiness series and what it means to just have, uh, we talk about it here sometimes, on our Tuesday meetings and talk about sometimes with, with, uh, with Trey, who's in here with me, just talking about how can we get people to understand the, the, the awe of God is something that we miss sometimes and just, just grabbing that piece of thing. So I'm, I'm excited for all of it. I can't wait. Harrison, let me ask you to close this this way today. Um, all through the fall, uh, we have engaged a search process for our next church planter in the Lake Forest family of churches. We have felt led by the elders to plant the next Lake Forest Church in Cabarrus County. Uh, we have not yet identified that candidate. The Lord hasn't provided. We've talked to some really great people, but uh, it's just not the right relationship yet. Would you pray that in the new year the Lord will identify and we will find 
and be able to hire uh, and set free church planner for Lake Forest Cabarrus. Let's do that. As you're listening, if you'll join us in praying and uh, close your eyes and pray with us, unless you're driving a car, as Mike says on live streams on Sunday, then you keep your eyes on the road and pray with us. Uh, let's pray together. Um, <clears throat> God, we thank you for all the things you're doing through Lake Forest Church, um, through uh, through our ministry partners, through the ways that uh, they they just take up the, the call to... Uh, join in the work that you're doing around here. And as a fruit of that, um, God, you, you have called us to continue, uh, to grow and to see where else you have for us. And we've, we've just seen such good things, um, over in Denver and, and in Charlotte and in Huntington green. And we're, we're thankful for all that you've done. And we, we know that, uh, the work is not done and, and we just pray, uh, God, that you would, you would steer and guide us towards all the right moves for, uh, where you're calling us next, the next, the next part of this family of churches for the right uh, person to lead it, for the right uh, ministry partners that are part of all of our churches that that may live out that way. Who God just begin the work in them already of of saying, hey, I think this 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 may be part of your task to to jump in and be a part of uh, of birthing this new baby church. We just uh, we ask for your hand on all of it, and we we thank you. We just see such evidence of uh, of your faithfulness all around us and what you've done so far at Lake Forest. As even as we look back at celebrating 25 years as a church, it's just full of story after story after story of what you've done. Mm-hmm. And we are uh, we are so excited to just continue to 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 exponentially see that grow in terms of the the impact of this church in Charlotte and the, all the areas around. So we thank you. Uh, for what you're doing, and we thank you that we get to partner in this work with you and, mm-hmm. and lead us, mm-hmm. steer us, whoever this church planner is supposed to be, just put a put a ping on them right now and mm-hmm. and uh, and and just start all those wheels turning in in the way that uh, matches with your plan. We we trust you. We're following you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All of this together. Amen. Amen. <laughs>